Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm going to do this. Watch. This is my... Somebody told me it's a signature. I didn't mean it to be that, but... Ah, bless you. Hallelujah. I'm glad to see you. I am so glad to have this treasure here. I always let you know she's a treasure for those of you who haven't seen her before. Oh, now, I want her to be the example of the treasure that you are to God. Because everything that you see her doing, see, you're looking at her that she's a little girl and that she's a toddler and that she's busy and all of that. I want you to understand that how she is is how we are with God. You want this? What, do you want me to do this? And this is how we do God. We let him know what we want. He's over. Oh, you want to push me? You do? No. I promise you, you don't want to push me. <laughs> now, I want you to get used to her, knowing that she is a treasure. You're going to fall down. If you go down, mommy and daddy's going to have to take you away. And I want you to be on the show with me. I'm so happy. I'm going to put you back up. But if you get, if you get down, I want her to stay. However, yes, I know what you mean. Okay. And I want you to see that as we, as she, she is a treasure. She really is. We're so busy uh, judging children that we make a judgment of bad or good. And I want you to know this one, she's a treasure. And yet, she knows what she wants. And when it doesn't go with what... Okay. She went down. And what I am teaching her, how that I really want her with me on the program... And I really do. I missed her the last week or two weeks. I missed her so much because she is a treasure. However, she is so full of what she wants and so sure of what she wants and so sure, and I'm going to say it this way, not baby talk, so sure that it is valid that she has a fit. When she doesn't get what she wants. And I want us to see in the program, because I'm always reminding you, uh, they're doing my hair the wrong way. I always remind you that you're, you're a person of excellence. If you're tuned in here, you are a person of excellence. People of excellence have a sense of more than what we know in our brains, in our minds. We have a sense of things. Like Leah, little treasure that she is. She has a sense of what she's entitled to. What she doesn't have a sense of is that mommy and daddy guide her into how to have what she's entitled to. And how to be where she's entitled to be. We as people of God, God has given us things. As a matter of fact... Start out with the first thing that God did, and that's make us in his image. So we have this sense of godness. And I'm not talking about godliness. We have this sense of authority. We have this sense of ownership. And it takes God to teach us. As Jesus said, to be like him. And that's what God does, except for that we react and we respond like little Leah, our treasure. And I wanted her to be able to stay the whole program. Jesus wants us to stay with him the whole program.
not check out on him when it's not going the way that we think. Just this morning as I'm listening to scripture, and I, I'm, I'm, we're going to go into Hebrews, the faith chapter. However, this morning as I was listening uh, to scripture, because I, I keep scripture running, I also read I'm a person, and I might deal with this today about tithing, but I'm a person that I tithe my time because God is the one who gave gave every breath and gives every breath. And uh, from the way that we do time in our age, we do 24-hour days. So I, do, I tithe two hours and 40 minutes that it's the Lord's because, uh, for me, because he gave me that time. And he gave me the whole ability of everything in that time. So I take at least two hours and 40 minutes of my day that he gave to tithe to him as an offering to him. And by the way, tithe isn't to be paid, it's to be given. When we go into paying, we have a mindset that introduces a heart set that we're usually not aware of when it's happening. That is not like God or even what he ordained in the tithing, in the offering, in the giving, or in us. And we don't recognize it because we're so busy meaning right. Like little Leah, she always means well. And even when she's having a fit and you might hear her hollering because she has the sense of, what, how it's supposed to be for her. And she's not wrong about that. What she has to learn is the how of it. And what God is always teaching us, the how of it. Now, I'm, I'm going to go to Hebrews 11, the faith chapter. However, I'm going to do something that there's been a joke about this with me for more than 50 years now. I'm going to take you to Genesis 1. There's a joke that no matter what I'm teaching, whether I'm teaching, preaching, or whatever, that we're going to go to Genesis 1. And part of that is because I want to always help us to always understand that God is the one who even teaches us about himself and then when we get ideas, he either agrees and, and, and lets us know that that's valid, or he lets us know it isn't valid. Kind of like when he says about the prophets, you know, that if a prophet says what I say, uh, he doesn't even say you know it because I said it. He says, if it comes to pass. I want to show you something in Genesis 1 in terms of God making us in his image. And when I say us, I mean Adam, human beings, the human race. I want to show you from the scripture, and I don't know, I picked up the Bible that was here. I like to use King James because most uh, of the best uh, study materials key into King James. And the modern ones, I actually dislike extremely because West Cotton Hort, if you look up um, the people who, who authored the NIV, and I'm, I'm saying it wrong, so look up what I'm talking about so that you get it correctly. And they had an idea in the day that they lived in, where people just believed the word of God was just true, start to finish. And as a matter of fact, in those days, there was the expression, Genesis to Revelation, it's true. And during a period of history that has been called the Enlightenment period, scholars, learned people, didn't appreciate faith or just believing God because God said or because God is. And they had a lot of good reasons because there's things that people believed 
because they saw it in the Word. They misunderstood it in the Word, but they still believed it the way that they misunderstood. But mostly because they had ideas about God that just aren't correct. Anyway, in the Enlightenment period, the learned and scholars didn't think that the Word of God was true in the sense of just totally believe it. In those days, where Joshua said the sun stood still, we knew science of that time knew that, uh, well, the sun couldn't have possibly have stood still because if you know the law of gravity, everything would fall off the earth if the sun stood still. Kind of like we know that the, the tide uh, of the waters is controlled by the moon. And you learn that in school probably, whether or not you understand the intricacy and the workings of it. However, we know other than that now, so that now we know that um, more about gravity, that is, or the sun and what controls the sun and how the sun controls things, that uh, actually because of tsunamis even in our modern today times, we lost about 30 minutes of time on the earth. On the earth, yet because of things from outer space I'm gonna, relating to earth through the sun. And the fault lines were moved. If you learned about the fault lines in school when you were a kid, they're moved. Not a whole lot, but at all mean, means the whole thing that we learned about fault lines and where earthquakes can happen and what's going to happen if... An earthquake happens on the fault line and all that kind of thing. We've learned <clears throat> since the Enlightenment period that sure enough the sun could stand still for that time and we wouldn't all fall off the face of the earth. Okay, so back to Westcott and Hort. They were scholars, they were learned men. If you read in the epistles, the Apostle Paul lets you know that he was learned. He was a Hebrew of Hebrews. And he was, he learned at the feet of who was still one of the most notable scholars ever. That's quite an honor. That is quite an honor. However, he wasn't bragging. He let you know it's all dumb. And part of how you know that it's all dumb is because he was persecuting the church and he didn't believe the resurrection of Jesus Christ and he was busy doing that we have it recorded however Jesus Christ stopped him and helped him to learn to experience something different and learning and experience are two different things they're two different dimensions of things. They're two different depths of things. And if you recognize, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm speaking the Ephesians things of things in the love of Christ, the height, length, breadth, and depth. And even as I said it, you go look it up because God says that thing in order. There is an order. So for the Genesis thing that I always like you to know, in the beginning, God. And I always say this, and I have a whole course on that, but I only share this part of it, of that principle. In the beginning, he, in the Hebrew, as well as in whatever translation you're reading, in the beginning comes before that name or title, God. He introduces a principle that we want to always attach to him as creator. In the beginning gives you time, order, place, position, purpose. And anything about God is going to take us into different aspects, depths, and dimensions. Okay? Height, length, depth, and breadth in the love of God. Because he's going to later teach us that God is love. But in the beginning, 
time, order, place, position, purpose. So that anything, and anyone, but anything that he gives us, it there's a time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. There's an order, there is place, there is position, and there is purpose. And we want to learn those aspects of things from Him. And already, mankind. We like what we have to say about time. We like what we have to say about order. Uh, Oh, I don't have a mallet, you know, but the judge, come to order, brings the court to order. Yeah, God does. Yes, he does. And even, even those kinds of things that man comes up with, we got it from God. Even when we apply it wrong, like little Leah the things that she wants and the things that she is in, feels entitled to, they're not wrong. She wants to pick up the book. As a matter of fact, I was hoping that you'd see it, but on another episode you saw when her sister was here. Her sister began to read, so she wants to read. And she, she picked up, and you can't see where I'm picking it up from, but she was sitting here, And she saw that her sister's reading. You couldn't see it, but she can. And so she wanted something to read. And and you can't see this clearly. However, you can see it the way she saw that it looks like what her sister was reading. She didn't pick up. uh, Her sister wasn't reading a poster. Something like this or something like this. Or she would have picked up this. She would have seen it. She would have noticed it. That's another thing about human beings. We adults are so busy noticing about children, we know that they copy. I'm letting you know that God made human beings. We copy. We imitate. He wants us to copy Him. He wants us to imitate Him. He wants us to be like Him. It is in us, like with Leah, to want to copy. So she didn't pick up something that's in big letters or on a small space. She saw that her big sister was reading the Bible in her lap, and so she picked up this paper. And she doesn't know, and I'm going to make a statement that I totally disagree with, however it takes a whole course to give an understanding of that. I'm going to say, she doesn't know that she can't read. God taught me different in the word, that human beings come here with the ability to read. And I knew that I saw it in the word, and not only did I prove it in my own children, I didn't get married till I was already in my 20s and then had uh, started a family after that, two years after, uh... Most of my uh, friends in high school got married pretty close to the age in high school. I got married into my 20s. However, before that, I had come to know the Lord, and I learned in His Word, in the Pentateuch actually, how that the ways that God made man, 
I was not serving the Lord when I learned this. I was had translated, didn't know that I was translating scripture, what I now know is scripture. But I was translating sacred writings of a, a, a Coptic people, Coptic language. And I was only doing it to prove that religion is something that man uses to uh, rule over other people. And I had... I, I had learned as a teenager that when you really want to know something, you go to the letters and the writings of people, not just to the books that they write that they want you to believe or know a thing. And I don't want to spend too much time testifying or telling my story. However, I... I was the youngest and the only girl. And most of my family was military. Now, I have an older brother, three years older, and he used to come home from school and teach his baby sister, did you hear me, baby sister, everything he learned. And I learned it. The thing of it is, like Leah, we have to pick her up high here to put us, put her on the chair here and on the stool so that she can be with me and so that she can see what I'm seeing. Though I know I'm talking to you, to people. She doesn't know that. What she sees is a reflection of herself. She doesn't know about reflection. And if you were here when I was teaching her big sister about reflection... To understand that what you see is the opposite. And that was just the principle I was giving her at the time. I want you to know that God will teach us things. And he'll teach us a principle of that thing. It won't necessarily be the whole thing. That's why I like to use them. To show us how we are before God. Because we don't think of ourselves as little children. And we make up stuff like terrible twos. God doesn't think that about us when we're having a fit over what we think we know and what we think we're entitled to, what we know we're entitled to. That's why we have the fit. We don't even know that. That's why I like them to be here. So I'm uh, when I was teaching her big sister about reflection, she got it, she understood. But little Leah, she doesn't know that the camera and people she's talking to and that you can look at us and see us. We're God's treasure. And we don't necessarily know how we're seen of the hosts of heaven. Or even how we're seen of each other. A lot of times we can feel when somebody's looking at us. But we don't necessarily know. Even when... when we're speaking in front of people, whether it's a one-on-one, -on -one, but in the supermarket or, or a place where there's other people. Of course, the, the who we're talking to, or whether it's in an auditorium or a group, as a professor or as a teacher or as a preacher, yes, there's who we're talking to. And other people can hear us and watch us. I want to mention, by the way, that the scripture tells us to minister grace to the hearers. I always like to make sure that you understand that when you're speaking, when you're talking, whether it's in the pulpit, whether it's in the restaurant, whether it's in the classroom, whether it's uh, in your living room, the scripture says to minister grace. And that's not just to, to who you're talking to. Minister grace to the overhearers. The scripture says minister grace to the hearers. Yeah. That's who you're talking to and who's overhearing you. Minister grace. And part of why I like to say that is so that there's a whole lot of things that people say that we know better, but we say it anyway. And somebody heard that, not just the person that you're talking to. And I always say, don't gossip. This is not a garbage can. My ears, my spirit, me, I'm not a garbage can. You don't tell me lies and you don't tell me gossip about somebody. And you don't pray it either. You know about people that 
like to say a thing in prayer because they want you to know a thing. And people do that praying scripture, not because they're praying to God in faith, but they're praying wanting you to hear it. Jesus did that, by the way. You'll find in the Gospels, he said, he's saying this because of the people that are there. However, we want to have a Jesus purpose when we're doing it. And we want to follow the word to minister grace. So here we are in the beginning. I I want us to remember that everything that God shows us, it has time. And I hold up my hand because that makes it easy to remember. God has shown us things in the word that cause us to remember. He's shown us things in the word that cause us to believe. Repetition is one of them. This is one of the reasons why God has peace. Not for us to get religious about it. And I don't want to say not. Because sometimes that is part of the purpose on another level. In another depth. In a different dimension. In a different arena. And so one of the first things that God teaches us. Even before he gives us the first name or title. Is that in the beginning. Before he even says Elohim, time, order, place, position, purpose. Okay, so when we look at the faith chapter, most of us so-called New Covenant people, we love the first part of the chapter and just don't take in the end of the chapter and especially if it's what we have to live so I'm going to go to the end of the chapter first I want you uh, I went and changed oh I opened up a different bible what version is this I was telling you West Cotton Hort why I don't uh, care for NIV or anything that West Cotton Hort translated and um, in the enlightenment period and you see this in their letters. And by the way, uh, Darwin was, was alive at the time, too. And they... Uh, okay. Westcott and Hort uh, took on the, the mostly Greek, but also the Hebrew, because that's what learned people did. And uh, learning was... Europe taught us to appreciate and esteem and value studying and learning and they gave a a value to it that's good and they gave a value to it that's false that we still hold today and they wrote in letters that you can still um, see today that they were going to change the way people thought about God in one generation now, they were learned men. They knew how to do this. They knew some things about psychology. They knew some things about human beings. So when they said this, they knew that they could do it in one generation. Most things that change, change over time and usually take a couple of generations to change. And you can learn that from the word of God I did. Um, however, they made it their purpose. And they thought they were right and correct about this purpose. So that men wouldn't be so superstitious, believing things in the word to be so literal and so absolutely true. You don't have to believe in the flood, the way that it's written in scripture, to get principles. Well, that's not not true. It's just not truth. And remember, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Pardon me, go look it up. I said life. Is it light or is it life? (laughs) And as I said to someone already this morning, I'm messing with you. Yes. To get you to go look it up. To get you to want to say it how God says it. And not just the way that you heard it repeated, 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 repeated. And then just believe, believe, believe because it's repeated, repeated, repeated. That's one of God's principles. 
that when you repeat and repeat and repeat, you believe and you also have faith. Two separate things. Yeah. Hmm. So the faith chapter, uh, I've got a turn there. And uh, I thought I had it there. Uh, this says New King James. The thing about Westcott and Hort changing the way God th thought in a generation, and you can look this up. I don't have my notes in front of me to say it exactly correct. But there's, oh, hundreds of places where they take out the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. Just remove it and, and have the scripture there without. Same thing with Jesus, his name. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And you, we're so busy being religious about scripture and reading scripture and, and not memorizing and, and all that, that most of the time we don't even notice because we're, we, we're so, I'm reading the Bible. I'm reading the Bible. I'm reading the Bible. But concerning Jesus and his name, yeah, the name, above every name, that name. West Cotton Hort left it out. And we don't even notice most of the time. I don't want to turn you against them and against people. I want to turn you to the word of God. For me, I can use NIV. I don't because I know that you're going to be cheated of places where it says Holy Spirit, where God said Holy Spirit and West Cotton Hort hundreds. Or, and maybe it's uh, 10, 20, 30, okay? That's way too many if you're talking, especially New Testament. And the name of Jesus, they took it out. So that they would change the way a generation, thank you, thank you, they would change the way a generation thinks and therefore believes concerning the word of God. Okay. And now he brought this, I, I, I love, I love this about this man, uh, Leah's daddy. He's generous heart and forward thinking. That's something God has given people of excellence. You, by the way. I always let you know that you're a person of excellence if you're tuned in here. And uh, so he saw that I'm fooling with it in the scripture to get to Hebrews 11. And so he brought the tablet with it right there. The thing of it is, as I know me, being the theologian that I am, if I start at the beginning, and I'm going to go back to the beginning, but I want you to see the point that I'm giving you, not the arrow that I'm sticking in you. I want to say that since we have the expression of making a point, uh, and... Uh, we do tend to stick people with our arrows. And that is a trait of the enemy. 
However, not to go there. The faith chapter has a lot of things in it that God gave us the story. And I do want to tell you or remind you that all scripture, actually this one I want to look up, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And yet everything that happens in a situation where God is giving it in scripture is not necessarily told so that it was not going to be written in scripture doesn't mean it didn't happen I know um, all scripture look that one up so that I can tell you exactly where it is and say it exactly right that That said all scripture and it gave me all scripture. That, by the way, is also an example of saying something. God said, I'm God to my phone, okay? I said all scripture. It heard, oh, scripture. And God says something to us and we hear something else because of what we already programmed to it's second timothy 3:16 which i thought i knew but i didn't want to give you the other one that i know so well about study to show yourself approved unto god a workman that needed not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth and so on and so forth all scripture is given by inspiration of god scripture and is profitable for doctrine for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Notice, for instruction in righteousness. Okay? Now you want to read what comes before and what comes after. Specifically, God is letting us know that all scripture, and I always remind you, and here again, messing with you, I always remind you that that includes uh, what is it, First Corinthians, uh, pardon me, not Corinthians, Chronicles, 10 chapters of names, who begat who, and, and, uh, and David's army, yeah, it's in scripture. It is scripture. It's not just historical recordings. Speaking of the Enlightenment period, they took that as that's just history recordings. And most people of God don't know how is that profitable how is that all those lists of names how is that all scripture it's given by inspiration of God God there I go doing sign language God gave it and not only gave it by inspiration do we even recognize when God gives a thing we 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 uh, let me not go there. We know it by prophecy. We know God gives uh, revelation. He gives prophecy. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Hmm. That deals with some things uh, that the professor, co- collegiate professors say differently instead of following God's word on. However, again, the list of names. Do you even know how? It's profitable for doctrine. The list of names. It's scripture. And it's not just a little bit of scripture. You've got a whole several places where there's a little bit of scripture. It's always too much for us who don't like names and names and names and names. I want you to believe God's word. Westcott and Hort didn't want people to just believe God's word. This is scripture. And I apply it to all scripture. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And is. And by the way, that word and. When you're reading English. This is part of why I like uh, King James. If the word is there. In the original language. 
it's there. However, in the translation, if it wasn't there but it's supplied to make the English flow better, it's in italics. However, this end, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's there. It's there. And it's like a chain link. Is profitable. Do you think all those names are profitable for doctrine? Do you even know how? If you believe God's word, you know you know to believe that. Even if you don't know how in the world that is. I didn't for years, but I knew that I believed this scripture and I always ask God, show me how. And and I already shared with you that uh, I, I listen to scripture, but I also read. I tithe my time and I read in order. I mean, I, I also read studying and, and out of order, I'm saying, but the, the time that I tithe, the two hours and 40 minutes that I tithe to God, I use that to read from Genesis to Revelation in order. Okay? And uh, so I don't skip the names because I learned it before I came to know the Lord when I was doing all that translating. After I came to know the Lord, I found out I was translating the Pentateuch. I thought I was just translating sacred writings of a people that I had missed when I used to uh, gather all the sacred writings to show how it was just a bunch of nonsense. And and I used to debate and and extremely well and show people that their so-called faith is a bunch of nonsense. And it is to keep them subordinate and controlled. And then I would show what the control. And it, and it always worked because human beings do that to one another. All through time. And at different levels. Whether it's at what we now today call political level. Whether it's at social level. Parents even do that. And that's not what God gave in parenthood. No. But human beings do that at many levels. And so I set out very young to prove that to people. The only thing is, I, I also proved to myself that what I was saying, while there's a lot to it on the, on the side of what human beings do, this God thing, the way that I thought that there wasn't a God, I also began to realize, because I loved sciences and I loved astronomy, and uh, as I'm reading up Westcott and Hort and all their things, the things that in the modern day uh, we knew better, and I realized there, there must have been a God of some kind for, for instance, nature, what we call the laws of nature. That didn't just happen. And even um, as far as evolution is concerned, in that time, the Enlightenment period, when Darwin wrote his theory of revolution, pardon me, evolution, as it is with science, you have a theory and then you test it out. And he spent the rest uh, of his time testing out his theory. We still teach it like he didn't test it out. Because he wrote... If you read what he wrote, instead of what we say about what he wrote, he wrote that the theory doesn't test out. He tested it out and saw that it doesn't work. And that was for what sciences believed about time and order and place. Yeah, time, order, place, position, purpose. Not realizing that we got it from God in Genesis what we believed about the earth, the things that we taught in science and in school, even in his day. You know, we came from monkeys and all that kind of stuff. And he tested it out and saw that it doesn't work. It was a good theory, but it doesn't test out. Part of why, again, I like for Leah to be here so that you can see how we, as God's treasure, are. And it will test out. And we'll find, just like in the book of Hebrews, that God says things. And he shows us. And usually with us, he shows us an aspect of it. I always like to show that God interrupted himself. I interrupt myself a lot. Just did. God interrupted himself 
to give us the second name or title, Ruach Elohim, Spirit of God. And he has taught us or is teaching us something about interruption. He's also teaching us something about the Spirit of God. Because he goes back to Elohim, Elohim, Elohim 34 more times. And in that, we can learn how we're made in his image and how to practice that, how to fulfill that. We see God said, we see God made, we see God did. Though we don't think of it and realize that we say, we do, we make. And we need to emulate, to use a big word, copy him. Be like him. However, he showed us, he gave us the parameters, or if you want to say the box, in which to say, to do. And even I today call it assess. God doesn't need to assess. However, in the beginning, those other 34 times that he is doing creation, he has teaching us something about assessing. He doesn't need to assess what he made, what he did, and what he said, and that it was so, because it is so. However, in it we learn how to move as the image of God, in the image of God, because we don't know it yet in Genesis 1. However, when he goes to the, he talks generation of heaven and earth, heaven and earth, heaven and earth, that's creating and his authority. When he talks about man and he's giving it to man, he switches and he says, earth and heaven, earth and heaven, earth and heaven. And as a matter of fact, it's in one verse. And I always remind you that the verses were given in, and if I mix it up, look it up, in 12th century, no, chapter divisions in the 12th century versus in the 14th century. So this is way after scripture. And I always remind you that you don't want to throw them out, even if, even though that they're, they are not word of God. They help us to know the address. When we drive here to the studio, we know to pull up at the address. There's several places that you could drive up and pull in front of. But the address, to find where you want to be, to know that right now I'm looking at Hebrews, for instance, 11. Chapter divisions weren't given till the 12th, pardon, yeah, 12th century. So when we know it's 11, I know where in Hebrews I want to go. And the same thing that I'm teaching you or, or sharing with you, how that God gives us principles in order. God says things in order. The thing that I'm saying to you now I have said other things that you know that before you know this so that the order is that you learn a thing makes things make sense. Now what did I just say? For example, if you learned ABCs, you can learn them. It doesn't mean you can read. However, when you read words, you're not taking the word and pulling it back out in the order of the alphabet. Even if you learned the alphabet before you learned to read. One of the ways that I teach children how to read, I do not teach the alphabet. I teach whole words because I learned from the word of God being made in his image that he made it so that human beings will read and do read before we ever learn an alphabet. But modern man likes to teach a certain way. And and I taught uh, in elementary school in South Philadelphia. Oh. And uh, so very mind our way of doing that. Little, okay. I, I want to get to what I'm showing here. By faith Moses, that's, that's Hebrews 11, 12. And Moses, God gave us much scripture, the Pentateuch. But it's not all of the history of everything that he wrote about. 
because scripture, all scripture, it's profitable for doctrine and so on and so forth, okay? There's some things in history, they might be profitable for doctrine. George Washington was the first president of the United States. That's historical, true fact. But is it scripture? Is it what this scripture says? That's uh, Second Timothy. Is it profitable for doctrine to know that George Washington was the first president of the United States? Is it for reproof? Is it for correction? Is it for instruction in righteousness? Scripture, all scripture is. It doesn't mean that everything that is true or everything that is historical is scripture. And again, what I'm letting you know is not so much about history. I'm using that as an example to understand that everything that God had Moses say or write down or gave by inspiration that is scripture all of the history of how and what happened is not there. It's not that it didn't happen. God gave scripture for this. Now back to that other thing that I said that I, for, for a good 30 years, I was asking God to teach me and show me, since I believed that particular scripture, that Timothy scripture. However, because of it, I would never skip all the names and and. I thought Matthew was was to put it in a term that is not God, bad enough, because the scripture is not bad. Giving all the genealogy of Jesus. Well, I could kind of see that. Now I know that if you know the Hebrew canon, you're going to recognize to make the new covenant, to make Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, scripture, that it is scripture, because you're going to see in the Hebrew canon the last two books of the covenant we like to say the old covenant is first and second chronicles I'm pardon me I keep saying Corinthians I'm talking about chronicles and with all those names and and all of that in there it makes it so that you right away understand that when the gospels are written and in Matthew it looks just like you're reading picking up where the Hebrew canon left off in terms of giving all these names and these who's who and who's why. And then if you live in this time, this year is right right now, 2023. If Jesus doesn't come and, this is, and you're looking at this 100 years later, pulled it out of an archive somewhere, science will have come to understand something about what, then what I'm about to say. Right now, for the last couple of years, We have understood some things about DNA and genealogies. And we have learned the Y chromosome in DNA teaches us some things about those genealogies and all those names and verifies Noah and the flood that Westcott and Hort didn't want you to believe. They didn't want you to believe the scripture like that. And so... In the faith chapter, what I want you to understand, don't pick and choose what you want to believe. Take it that Timothy way and understand that the things that we like of who did what wonderful things in the first several verses of Hebrews 11, the faith chapter, also know that it's faith. You're not outside of faith when you believe the word of God and the God of the word about something and it doesn't happen right now I'm thinking of how the scripture in Timothy the apostle Paul tells Timothy to have a little wine for his stomach's sake or for his oft infirmities I had someone tell me because they saw oft infirmities concerning me that I don't believe God and that I'm moving in um Never mind. Uh, But do you understand what I'm saying? And what God has given me is that he's the way, the truth, and life. He gives life. He's not just healer. He's the giver of life. 
And what he keeps giving me is life. When the doctors say I'm going to die, he gives life. When the doctors say, and they stop saying. Anyway, so look at this at the end. At the end of the faith chapter, when people didn't receive their promise, there's some things happening with some of you right now. And you think you're outside of faith. 35, Hebrews 11.35, just to kind of conclude that portion before moving into the next portion, I always remind you, I haven't in a long time, how in Isaiah God says precept must be upon precept. The main precept is the whole thing. And he's not stuttering when he says it again. Precept upon precept. Once you learn the basic principle, then there's other principles that fall under that. And what God has given us in the faith chapter is the basic principle. By faith this, by faith this happens, that happens. And he's going to conclude the first precept here in 35. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were, what? Tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. What? What? Uh, Somebody's going to die? I'm going to die, but I moved in righteousness. And I believe God and I applied his word so that you can't kill me. This is scripture. 36. It's almost as if he's saying, you don't believe that? You, you, You want more on that? Still, Others had trial of mockings and scourgings. Job's friends kept saying how everything that happened to him happened because bad things don't happen to good people. So you must have been bad. And they kept letting him know the kind of bad that he must have been. No, he was this here. And we know at the end of his story, we know that it started out that God testified about him that there was nobody like him believing the way he believed. At the end, he was the one that had to pray for his friends, for his miserable comforters. People that go through this stuff have to pray for those others who don't believe that they believe and don't believe that they're moving in faith. By the way, that's you, people of excellence, because I'm always reminding you, people of excellence go through some nonsensical stuff, but God brings you through. Other people can't make it through. But people of excellence, you're anointed, appointed, ordained, and equipped for it. So, know that you're not out of outside of faith when the trial doesn't want to let go. Yeah, still others had trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonments. Right now we believe that, oh, the judge won't send me to prison if I'm innocent. Hello. You want to believe the scripture. And they were, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins being destitute afflicted, tormented. Yeah, we're so busy on and my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory, which is absolutely true at scripture, that we don't recognize that that scripture is given in the context of an offering that was given because of needs not being met where it should have come from and going through and and being debased and not having enough. So that as the scripture says, I know how to abound and I know also how to be abased. This is what this is letting you know here. But we're so busy on that scripture, for we know that all things work together, that we don't even recognize the very context of that. It's very like Isaiah, I always remind you, that in a devil famine, God prospered him a hundredfold. But the famine happened and it happened again. Okay, Hebrews 38, 11, 38, the address, the address so that you can find it. <laughs> of whom 
the world was not worthy. We tend to think we're not worthy. I'm letting you know, people of excellence, when things keep happening. I'm always seeing how this is my fault and that's my fault. And God usually has to let me know. It's not that I'm not without fault. But the thing that I'm looking at usually has to do with this kind of thing here. That I think I'm not worthy. And remember, people of excellence, you're anointed, appointed, ordained, and equipped for the end of the chapter. Okay? They wandered in deserts, mountains, and dens, and caves of the earth. All these, you people of excellence, having or having obtained a good testimony, a good testimony through faith and did not receive the promise. You're still in faith. God having provided some better thing for us, not just them, they, them, us, that we should not be made perfect, pardon me, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. We need one another. Know that you're moving in faith.